Hey guys, welcome back to another Jackrabbit Illustrated podcast presented by the Kubota dealers of South Dakota, Culver's of Brookings and Watertown, and Jackrabbit Central. In this special feature, Dallas and Chad sit down with the voice of the MSU Bobcats, Keaton Globley, and they talk about the September 9th matchup with the Montana State Bobcats. Here's Dallas. Enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome to a special edition Jackrabbit Illustrated podcast. I'm Dallas. Uh, thanks for joining here. I tell you what, I am so unbelievably excited for the game this weekend. We got the Beef Bowl. We got probably the, well, no, it is. It is the biggest FCS game of the year coming up week two, Montana State coming into Brookings. Uh, I don't know that I've ever been this excited for a regular season game. I can't wait. So that's why we have our guest on today. Excited to talk about the game coming up. Uh, reminder quick, it's a blackout game. Uh, so wear black. I know I've boasted a bunch of stuff. We all have. Again, I get school colors are blue. You can look to Montana State. They did the Color Rush game last weekend, which was one of the coolest things. Uh, I mean, they, they do an awesome job with that. Look at any of the big boys. Support your team. Wear black to the game. Uh, real quick, before we get into an intro, I'm going to kick it over to Chad, who's joining me. Welcome, everybody. I'd like to start off by thanking our sponsors. This year's title sponsors are the Kubota Dealers of South Dakota. See them for all your medium, heavy, and lightweight equipment needs. Also, Jackrabbit Central, the best place to get your blackout gears, Jackrabbit Central or jackrabbitcentral.com. Today, we have 25% off because we scored so many touchdowns. It's Touchdown Tuesday. Be sure to stop in or go online to take advantage of that. We also have Culver's of Brookings and Watertown, the best place to get your cheese curds. Keaton, how you doing today? I'm feeling good, man. Ready to go. It's a good. It's a good week. Football season's here. Yeah, that cold rush is pretty cool. I'm glad you pointed that out, Dallas. Thanks for bringing that up. It yeah, was. I was out there. Oh seven. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Yeah, I was out there when, uh, a few years ago, and and I can't wait to go back in in two years. Absolutely love Bozeman, and again the the gold rush was. Uh, you guys do it right. Just pregame atmosphere. What a cool place to watch a watch a game, and uh, I guess as we introduce here. So Keaton is new play-by-play voice of the Bobcats for both football and men's basketball. And correct me if I'm wrong here anywhere. Coming from uh, Michigan State, did women's basketball prior to this? Yep, yep, yep. So second year with Montana State, did 10 years in Michigan State with their women's hoops and uh, worked 13 years in minor league baseball. Nice. And sorry, and, and not, not to totally derail this, but did I see Northwoods League? Yes, yes. Uh, my first job out of college, uh, two weeks after I graduated, I was with the Green Bay Bullfrogs in the Northwoods League, uh, oh. and uh, they're now the the Green Bay Booyah. So yeah, that yes, was, uh, so that if was if you can month. see my hat, I'm at, I'm in Mankato, oh, yeah. and we have the Moon Dogs. So yes, yes, yep, yeah. So I was on the other I was in the other division, so we didn't get to travel up there, but uh, ah. yeah, very familiar with the Northwoods League. It was a great. It's a great league, man. Yep. Did so, you get, get a chance to meet Tyler? He also got his start in baseball a little bit. So. I did. Yeah, I got to meet him a little last year. Um, yeah, good dude. Uh, won the won the the uh, the broadcaster award last year. He had had my vote. Uh, yeah, really, really good dude. Love his work. Great. Cool. So being being relatively new uh, to the position, so I'm I'm curious, just kind of some some early impressions as you see getting introduced to the team last year versus this year. Uh, what what are your first takeaways? Uh, you know, they just they're, they're really building a system. You know, Brent Vegan is very much a CEO. Uh, he, he's very even keeled, level headed, uh, very focused, really delegates a lot of his tasks. And this is a Montana State roster that's built with Montana kids. You know, there's obviously 
I think there's 19 kids from California on the team, you know, plenty of other states, a uh, nice pipeline from Texas has been coming up. Uh, but for the most part, I mean, almost 50 guys on this roster are from the state of Montana. And uh, it's interesting the way they build this roster because not only do that, they, they bring in a lot of Montana kids, but you know, they recruit everybody. So even if you are a star quarterback at one place, you can come here and be a star lineman, you know, like Troy Anderson, who just signed the big deal with, uh, with the Falcons. Like he was a quarterback when he came here, you know, he played quarterback at Montana state and switched over to linebackers. So I've been really impressed with just how truly Montana built the Montana State program is, especially compared to what you see at some of the higher levels. And when you have a new coach come in, it wasn't like he just dipped into the transfer portal and started something new. He's out there recruiting the state of Montana because this is Montana State. There's a lot of kids out there, a lot of people out there that their parents were Montana State fans. They were Montana State fans, and this is it. This is where they want to come play. You know, Wyoming, Colorado, all those places, that those are the nearest FBS. Those are hours and hours away. Montana State's the place to be if you're in Montana. So it's funny you 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 kind of bring up those last couple points because there's something about vegan about that that staff uh, that program that really reminds me of Stig and the way that things were built here at South Dakota State and in Brookings right what did you you said CEO delegates level headed right like just all of those things that checks so many boxes of how Stig built the program that he built um, so I think that's why I'm so excited like I love this developing fledgling rivalry right like we're, we're not the grizz you guys aren't the the furry cows from from fargo but it it still is like <laughs> it still is this Almost. is developing into a fun uh, i don't know just a fun atmosphere fun fun rivalry yeah, no doubt. And our athletic director, Leon Costello, had been over at South Dakota State before, um, and that was part of it. And the fact that both these teams have been so good, like obviously this home and home was already built in before we saw the way this played out um, over the last two years in the semifinals. So, yeah, this is great. I, I love this type of uh, national outer conference rivalry, and uh, it seems like it's been good. I mean, a, a lot of the, the fans we met last year, even after the tough loss, you know, they were very cordial and very respectful. And, and uh, you know, it was, uh, it's, a, it's a good vibe, and it doesn't have the same vitriol that I'm sure you guys have with your team and we have with the team over the hill. <laughs> yeah. I mean, NDSU, we, we get along with them pretty well, but you know, we were tired of being second fiddle to them for so long. And so that does get old. It does help that we, you know, beat them handedly in the national championship this year, uh, this last season, I should say. And uh, what do you, uh, maybe let's talk a little bit more about the game. What, what do you see that MSU might want to do different? outside of what what happened last game and taking the elements away because i mean there's some people that said the elements were a big factor and i think that's probably true somewhat because of the style of running that chambers and Malat have yeah totally i mean it definitely was a factor i mean there was one uh draw where tommy Malat like slipped as he just planted in the backfield to go forward and now he's a step behind but it is what it is and i don't think that's the reason montana state lost um the other reason the other thing i'm really excited about is sean chambers to play a whole game you know like Obviously, two very lopsided losses against the, the last two Dakota State schools in the championship game in the semifinals. And I don't know that they would have won either of those games, but the score would have definitely been different if Sean Chambers gets to play the whole game and if Tommy Mollott plays the whole game of the national championship. So that kind of stunk to not really see the full thing because, uh, you know, the coaching staff does a nice job of their creativity. You know, they do a lot of different things with those two guys. They utilize them to their full ability. And when Chambers went out, you know, that was that was half the playbook, you know, and that stinks. And so you just you want to be at full strength and, you know, they will be. Everybody's ready to go for that. So I think that's going to be uh, really, really fun about it. But I think the coolest thing about this matchup is how many guys are returning on both sides, because if. Whoever wins, there's no excuse. You know, there's no, oh, we were young. Oh, they're going to be different. No, 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 no. 
Both these teams are locked and loaded. Both these teams are very experienced. Yes, Montana State has a few new guys here and there, a couple different changes in rotations. But for the most part, whoever wins this game, they're going to be familiar with this rivalry. They're going to be familiar with this game. And so it is just straight up, line them up, let's go to work, and it's going to be a true chess match. So going back to the Malat Chambers thing, and, and yes, it, and trust me, and we understand what that's like, uh, you know, having to compete in a big game without having somebody that, that you expected to be there and counted on. And and I want to back this up and make sure that Jacks fans understand, maybe if there's some casual people watching or listening, that, you know, the the score of that game, that game ended up very lopsided. This is a an unbelievable uh unbelievably talented football team things didn't shake out that game and and I think a lot of it you know it did get pointed at at the conditions that that affects both teams to me the fact that Chambers went out like that changes the way that you approach a game so much when you have that kind of you know one-two punch and and you scheme uh you know to to have a, a player of that caliber there so uh that brings me to I think my next question I was just curious is the season you know, rolls out, maybe not this game in particular, but how are they going to manage kind of the Blount Chambers, um, uh, you know, back and forth? Yeah, totally. So, you know, Tom Watts the starter and Sean, Sean Chambers is kind of the second quarterback. Um, and, you know, Chambers is a little bit more of your kind of red zone quarterback because I know really before he transferred over here, one of the issues they had had uh, was closing in the red zone, scoring in the red zone. And we saw that when Chambers was out because he was out for a period of time last year. Montana State trying to convert those red zone opportunities into touchdowns. So he was the big portion of that because now you can dial him up. And Malat's at his best in space, and Chambers is at his best between the uh, between the tackles. He's just so big. So there's that. That's the first part of it. The second part of it is when they start playing them together, that's when you can be really, really creative. And we're going to see some different things. If you want to go back and watch, you know, say, our Brawl the Wild game against Montana, we saw them use a lot of creativity in that game, and we were going to see more of that in the South Dakota State game. And so sometimes that's Malat lining up as running back. Sometimes that's Malat even lining up as a wide receiver. Because remember, when he first got here, he was he was running special teams. You know that that year, that run to the semifinals where he ended up as the quarterback to win that game against uh, South Dakota State. Like he started that year on special teams, so he can do a lot of different things. And it's going to be a lot of different types of creativity. There was one play last year as well in the playoffs against Weber State where uh, it was a double reverse. Chambers ends up with the ball in his hand, so it went from I believe it went from Malat to one of the wide receivers to Chambers, and from the left numbers he threw to the right. Uh, the right pylon near the end zone and completed like a 40-yard touchdown pass on a ball that probably traveled like 70 yards in the air. <laughs> so he's got some serious arm strength. And it's that type of creativity that's on film already um, that we're going to see. And there's going to definitely be some more wrinkles because this is an offense all about using these guys creatively. And uh, that's the type of stuff we're going to see. It's just in and out. And they're just both so athletic in a different way. Malat's a little bit quicker a little bit more one-on-one in space and chambers a little bit more of your bruising kind of close the close the drive in the red zone type guy in watching your guys's game from last week i saw that uh, we had kind of an unexpected addition at running back can you talk a little bit to how much the depth with the new guy scott tree humphrey coming on and how great he looked at can you talk a little bit about that so we have a little better idea jack fans have a little better idea what to expect from from that new running back, I guess. 
Yeah, totally. So true freshman coming over from the Seattle area. Um, and, uh, you know, right now that running back room is at about four guys. So Lane Sumner, who started number one last week, he did get hurt in that game. This is all out in the press conference, but he got hurt in that game and won't be able to play uh, on Saturday. So that moves Julius Davis, the the one of the newer running backs as well, uh, the transfer from Wisconsin to the one spot. Scott Trey Humphrey is going to be the number two spot as the true freshman. Um, and then from there, Jared White scored two touchdowns. He's a redshirt freshman and only played in his third collegiate game in that first one. And then Elijah Elliott, the leading returning running running back and rusher from a year ago. Um, but Scott Trey Humphrey, man, that kid is big for coming out of high school, and he delivers a blow. There's one that I, I'm re- that's just burned in my brain already, where uh, you know a, a defensive back kind of slipped into the backfield, caught him about three yards behind the line of scrimmage, and Humphrey was the guy who delivered the blow. And this isn't cliche. I mean, you could see him lower his shoulder and put that man on his back three yards behind the line of scrimmage, turns into a two or three yard gain. But he's just he's a bruiser. He's that he's got that bowling ball type vibe, and he's coming from a high school Rainier, Rainier Beach high school where you know they they run the damn ball they play in bad weather they play in that rainy weather they run the football they play hard nose blue collar football and so he is just that, that kind of big hardy blue collar type guy and he's got the tie in speed no doubt um and he's still it was only one game so he's still going to be relying a little on his athleticism his skill his strength and he will hone his vision on hitting holes here and hitting holes there but uh yeah that was pretty impressive and it, certainly three touchdowns is a surprise, but it's not a surprise that he had a great game because the coaching staff has been talking about him since fall camp. Sure. So that, that, I mean, that again kind of reinforces for any Jacks fans that don't get a shot to, you know, to watch Montana State on, not on a weekly basis, but at least check in and kind of keep an eye. This is a fun team to watch. You talk about kids that, that, that know how to hit, know how to run the ball. Uh, it's, I really like this style of offense and what they do. Uh, so, Keaton, you, you kind of touched on it already, but I did want to ask just about surprise takeaways from the Utah Tech game. Anything else that you you haven't covered yet, maybe that jumped out at you? Yeah, I mean, uh, Scott Trey Humphrey was uh, definitely the big story. Uh, I think the the nickelback play was a, a a big thing. So Lavelle Price Jr. is a sixth year senior from L.A., and then there's a a, a sophomore in Caden Dollars, and so they kind of interchanged each other. Uh, Lavelle Price is a little bit of a smaller guy, a little under six feet, so he doesn't have the same size. But again, he's waited his turn for five years to get this opportunity. Made a couple of big plays. He was the leading tackler uh, for Montana State in that first game, so I thought he played really really well, particularly in the red zone. And then Caden Dollar, who's a little bit bigger, a little over six foot. Uh, like 220-ish in terms of his weight. So he's a heavy guy. He's, he's got a lot of strength for only a, a true sophomore. Uh, and he had an interception and nearly picked off another pass. So I thought that nickelback play was pretty good. And it's going to be really interesting to see how that kind of steps up because, you know, with the size that South Dakota State has, obviously between their their tight ends, the fullbacks, and the running backs, and the way they can kind of match up with that linebacker core, especially when we run the nickel 100% of the time, that's a really, really tough matchup, I think, for Montana State when you have a tight end trying to block a nickelback. And that can be really, really tough. So I thought they played pretty well. We're going to see both of those guys in this game and kind of as the season progresses. But I think that'll be one thing that's a really big key. And I, I thought they played pretty well, and it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I think we'll take just a couple questions from the gallery here, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah, we'll just kind of quick shoot them here uh josh hoffman says the kicker's really a big deal right um <laughs> big dude so <laughs> good good question um to follow that up uh jim poppin asks uh what's the one thing that you think msu has to do to win this week and maybe one thing that they can't do 
Yeah, one thing they're going to have to do for sure is, you know, they, they don't have to t- totally win the line of scrimmage because, I, I mean, man, that, that size, especially on your offensive line with those two All-Americans sitting on the left tackle, left guard, it's pretty hardy. But you can't get blown off the line of scrimmage. You know, you got to touch Isaiah Davis around the line of scrimmage at least. You can't can't let him get five, six yards deep, and that's the first time he has to even make a cut. So you're going to need to see a little bit of that. Um, the other thing that Montana State can't do is turn the ball over, specifically interceptions. Montana State really takes care of the ball extremely well, but y'all got some ball hawks. I mean, I watched you guys take two, two interceptions back for a touchdown, three INTs yet already last week, you know, leading the nation in that category. Like, you, you know how to go grab the football, and Montana State's going to try to throw the football because one of the keys in that 2021 semifinal game was Lance McCutcheon downfield. Cleve Van Thomas and Willie Patterson both made some really nice catches down the sideline. Two great tight ends as well, and Snell and Pickering for Montana State. They can get a little space in the middle, and that could be something there. But Montana State doesn't turn the ball over a ton. You guys do force a lot of turnovers. So as long as Montana State doesn't throw uh, too many interceptions or even really one or two, that I think will be a difference because hopefully this game's coming down to a single possession or two. Yeah, I have one other kind of out of left field question. I don't know how much you follow the sports scene there in Montana. I figure quite well. So what can you tell me about Avery Allen? Uh, not a ton. I really, I, I don't a really ton. You're not a wrestling guy. I'm a Chicago kid. Ask. I'm a city kid. I want wrestling to right. get out of my known. But fair enough. Uh, he's a pretty good athlete coming to SDSU to wrestle from your area. So yeah, bringing in somebody we're excited about. All right. Well, since Jim Poppin, thanks, Jim, stole my closing question. <laughs> uh, Chad, do you get anything else you want to chat about or, or Keaton? Is there anything that we've missed here? Uh, yeah. How, what do I have to do to be able to, to auction and, and buy some some premier cattle at this game at this beef bowl? That's right. I, you know what? I don't know. I bet we can get you on a list if we try really hard. Uh, you got to okay. get there. Got to make sure you get there early enough. What? Because we used to. Yeah, back in the day, anyway, used to. Actually, parade the kettle out in the field, and there's a famous story about about a player turning an ankle uh, and not uh, not being able to, to score because he stepped where a, where a cow stepped on the field. But I th- I think we can probably help you out with that. We will see. Good to know. When, I did have one other question for you guys too. Yeah. But look, sure. I, I, you guys are great. I don't know who's going to win this game. If by some chance Montana State were to win this game. Are the voters going to put us over NDSU? We felt a little cheated not getting a home game in the semifinals. I know some people around here say no matter what, even if Montana State wins, NDSU is going to be number one. I mean, maybe you don't want to think about that, but would the writers, would the voters think that? I kind of sound people here are a little pessimistic about it. My my answer to that is there's already people that have you over NDSU, so I okay. would I would think there's no reason you shouldn't be, uh, depending on what their game looks like, because you know they won in NDSU fashion, but it didn't look flashy last week. So there's a lot of people that are wavering on how, how quality that team is when they're, you know, the same thing they've been forever. Right. Uh, Dallas. Well, there's one relatively well-known writer that already put NDSU over us over beating a <laughs> three and eight last year team. Uh, we'll go ahead and move on from that one. Well, <laughs> I really just I... want to know if in my open of the pregame show, can I say number one of the nation is on the line? I, I think that's I think fair. That's fair. Okay. I think anybody that understands FCS football knows that this this is probably the two. Oh my God, I'm going to make a bold board. This is probably the two teams that are going to face off in January, right? That. I mean, it's be great, and it's That's and it's weird. Goal. This is it's so bizarre because we are not an arrogant fan base, and it feels really uncomfortable to be favored <laughs> this much all year. Like it, it's weird. Yeah, I don't even know how to say it because it's it's because right. Like if you look at it, we should win every game by two scores at least. Like yeah. we just. 
You should. And that's that's all there is to it. And it, it is in no way arrogant. It is just who we have back. And especially with all the home games. I mean, you got NI, yeah. uh, you know, Northern Iowa at home. You've got NDSU at home. We're coming to your place. you got home games. Yeah. Well, for the record, we all picked Northern the UNI Iowa. game as a loss for us. So Yeah. <laughs> Northern Iowa on Hobo Day homecoming is not great for us. But, uh, nope. yeah. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, I think we're ready to wrap here. Keaton, thank you so much uh, for hanging out tonight and chatting. Excited to learn more about more about your squad and just I can't wait for this game this weekend. Totally. It's going to be a lot of fun. Great day for football, baby, no matter what happens. Yes, it is. That's All right, sure. Chad. I think we're done. Go big, go blue. Go Jacks. Go Jacks. Go Cats. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this podcast. We also would like to once again thank our sponsors, the Kubota Dealers of South Dakota, Culver's of Brookings and Watertown, and Jackrabbit Central. And as always, go Jacks.